0: Do not shoot yourself in the foot before you start. Happens all the time. Happens to every entrepreneur, happens to every small business owner at some point. And the sad part is it's easily avoidable if we just want to put the time in from the very beginning. So, in today's episode we're going to focus on taking action and keeping in mind this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. The true formula and steps to success. Let's get it. All right. So let's say you want 50 sales a week. Right. But you don't have any leads and you don't have a call list to start with. You want to run social media ads. Right. And you want to make sales calls. But you don't have any kind of call script in place for when you actually reach out to these people. Right. You're going to run these social media ads you're going to you know, have this, this great advertisement, spend a lot of time on the animations or the video, whatever you're going to put in there, but you don't have a landing page set up. So when the people come to you and they actually click on your ad, you have a place to capture data, you know, because what if you don't make the immediate sale right then and there? And you just assume who you're making the ads for, right? You don't necessarily have a target audience down. You. If I asked you to paint a picture of what your you know, ideal customer looked like, you wouldn't be able to tell me, you wouldn't be able to show me. Are you really ready to succeed? And the sad part is, is that a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, doesn't matter, you could be in the business for five, 10 years, barely surviving, or you could have just started out. A lot of business owners put themselves in situations like this. Right? They, they come up with a lofty goal, but they don't want to take the time and put in those, let's just be honest, those boring hours to get it done properly. More importantly, just to get it done. Right, Starting a business, not a hobby, but a real business. Take some time and take some planning. It doesn't have to be a 10 year business plan. It doesn't have to be a one year business plan right? It could just be a plan and a course of action where you're looking at it and you're saying, these are the first steps I'm going to take to achieve a, set, a certain goal. Do you even have a business plan ready? Now, there's been this crazy movement over the past few years. And I say crazy because there are more and more people talking about, oh, you don't need a business plan. You don't need a prospectus. You don't need proposals. You don't need- When the sad part is, when you get in front of the right people, and you know what I mean by the right people, the people who are those gatekeepers, those opportunities that could be your investors, that could be banks, that could be other business owners that may want to partner and co-brand with you. That could be the potential co-founder of your startup And the most important investor. It could be just the customer. The last thing you want to do is get in front of these people. And not have anything to show them. And all you're going to do is talk, 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 talk. Well, talk is cheap. It wastes a lot of time. But it costs you very little to talk. You know, That's the worst thing to do is to put yourself in a position. Especially if you get in that position. Because no telling how hard, it, how hard it took you to get there. And how long it took you to get there. And then when you get in front of the right people, you have nothing to show for it. The key is to be ready. Don't wait for it. Be ready. Put yourself in a position to always win. Sad story. True story. Sad story. Once I had an associate, and I'll get more into this a little later, but once I had an associate who was literally in a position where they were in front of a person that could have helped them a great deal in their business venture. And it was because of what happened to my friend or my associate in that case, who I, I can't be, just to be real. I learned from their mistake. Right. And thankfully, I didn't get in a position where I was in front of an investor in front of a bank, you know, um, um, you know business loan officer or anything like that, where I was in a position where I didn't have anything to showcase. Now, been in positions where I could have had more. You know the presentation may have not been the best because clearly it may you know it didn't win over the the deal it didn't get the contract it didn't get the sale didn't get the loan one of those situations but the worst is to be there and not have anything to show for it as opposed to you you know what come back in a year come up with you know come up with better benchmarks milestones something like that the worst thing is to be in a position and not have anything to show for it, which unfortunately my associate was once in so how can we be ready to always win? How can we be ready to always take advantage of an opportunity or to make an opportunity? See, like I stated in my own situation, it's not about being perfect. It's about being ready. It's about being in a position where you can show up. And to be real with you guys, 90% of the time, it's just about showing up. It's about being present. So, what are those, let's call it what it is, those boring steps, right? what are those things that we can put into place so we're always ready to take advantage of an opportunity or to make an opportunity because sometimes that's what it's going to come down to those who are willing to make something out of nothing and frankly being an entrepreneur that's what we do that's what we're going to cover in this episode we're going to talk about what steps you need to consistently take to put yourself in a position to win and what some have been what some have considered the true formula of success and give real examples of how this has worked out from everything from very successful entrepreneurs to right now two of the largest corporations in technology right and the two companies that are truly redefining and taking advantage of the entire industry and the crazy part is these are huge companies highly successful entrepreneurs but the awesome, awesome piece of us, of this all, is there, what they did was no different from what you and I could be doing every single day. See, the key, the key here to understand is, we often think it's about money. We often think it's about, you know, um, privilege or something, something else. No, no, no. What it comes down to, what it comes down to, are you consistently driving towards your ultimate goal? And that means being uncomfortable. That means taking on challenges. That means building habits that will help you succeed. Today, we're gonna go over those three elements, consistently going towards your goal, what steps you need to take to keep yourself in a position of readiness, so you can take advantage of opportunities or you can make opportunities. What are those steps? What are those key ingredients? What are those, those materials that you may need, right? Because, To show the concept actually works, we gotta put in real implementation. And that's what we're all about here. Tools and resources to help you win. So we get back, we're gonna go over that, the steps, the true formula to success, what steps and what materials you need to get there. Let's get it. All right, everybody, let's get right to it. So this true seven step formula to success now first off for really break down each and every step just want to clarify two things number one this is based on what other companies entrepreneurs writers even political figures just being honest with you political figures um, have applied before okay and how they set things up to achieve specific goals of course we can't know all the ins and outs and everything that a person has done but when it comes to Well, when they were going for a presidency, when they were going, you know, when they were um, campaigning to be prime minister, when they were campaigning or I'm sorry, when they were um, starting off their small business. in, in the cases of a few entrepreneurs, when they were starting off their small business, they were looking for opportunities for loans. When they were looking for opportunities for investors, specifically entrepreneurs that were looking for capital, venture capital. Okay, and before they pursued venture capital, this is a big one for a lot, especially for a lot of the listeners. I know for us before they pursued venture capital, okay? So whether it's looking for private investors from you know family members or other or, or individuals, high-earning um, high individuals that could invest in companies that were investing in companies and seed investing, things like that, but specifically entrepreneurs who were looking for, and before they went to present, before they went to pitch a venture capitalist, whether it be the most well-known larger venture capitalists or a private, I'm sorry, individual, capitalists. These are, which is crazy how the steps seem to, if you look at it from a wide net, you're like, okay, they don't look all the same, but then you think about everything they're saying and they break it down. Like, oh my God, this actually is the exact same things. Okay. Which is so crazy because it's going to go right back into two episodes we've had before on the, the ambition show. So number one, okay. it's kind of a one, a one B. Okay. It's two sides to step one. And as I stated, when, you st- when I start going to this, you're going to say, oh, wait a minute, I remember this episode. I do remember the book that was recommended. I'm going to bring that book up in a moment as well. Know where you're starting from. And the second side of that is know where you want to be. Now, it's extremely important to know and be completely unfiltered, honest. And blunt with yourself, where are you starting from? I have no money in the bank. I have no money in my pocket. I don't have any investors. I don't have a product ready. I don't have a brand. I don't know where you're starting from because once you f- and I mean be unbiased, you look yourself in the in the mirror. It's just like that crazy old skit. Um, I'm not, you know, it's not fair use, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name of the skit. But you look yourself in the mirror and you just think about. This is exactly where I'm at right now. That's okay. That's where I'm at right now. Where do I want to be is the next point. That is the next point. And like I said, in the very beginning, when you think about the goal only, this is why people don't want a goal set. Is they're like, oh, look at this goal. I want to have 10,000 sales. I want to have 10,000 customers. I want to make $10,000 a month. But I don't want to take the time to plot out how to get there because I have to be really honest with myself where I'm at right now. That $10,000 a month sounds really, really far off extreme and hard to get to. If you honestly think about it to yourself for a moment, it's actually not. Because you could break it and this is why you have a plan. And this is why the very first steps to success of really formulating a plan for success it starts off with being honest with where you are right now and being honest with where you want to go keyword here honesty every time i say it is honesty keyword is honesty honestly where am i at where do i want to go where am i starting from where do i want to be write that down immediately and just like if anyone's ever written a business plan, they always tell you, to write your executive summary at the end. Cause the executive summary is summarizing everything that you, you know, that you've placed in this plan in a nice, tight, concise, um, I would actually, you know, typically I've seen them as, as actually one page, which is actually kind of scary thinking about how much information can be in a business plan, but it's a tight and concise summary of the entire plan. And that's why it's written last. Look at it this this way, the very first steps you're you're outlining here are where am I at right now, where I want to be, without summarizing everything in between the entire plan, but firmly getting a grasp of this is where I'm starting from. Listing out your investments, listing out your your current, you know, current financial state listen out to resources that you have. You know, do will I need employees for for what I want to do? I have no connections in that network whatsoever. Will I need a certification? I don't have a certif- I don't have the certification I need. You're not mapping anything out. You're literally just about to do a a, a brain vomit. This is what I want. Okay. where am i at right now and then i can work on how to get there but let's get these two things clear and firmly understood because if i don't have a clear vision of where i want to go and the things i may need to put into place from where i'm starting at it's going to be a bumpy road and i might be i might constantly make adjustments which you know That's just gonna cause all kinds of anxiety and stress that you don't need, and that's gonna prevent you from reaching the goal that you wanna achieve. You know, before I start any project with a client, before I start any project with them, the thing I ask them is, why is this your goal? The crazy part is, if I don't know what that goal is, it's harder to ask that question or I can't even ask that question, right? So I make sure that they always say, okay, I do a survey. I do a questionnaire at the beginning of any project with them to get a firm grasp of where they are at. I need, I need perspective. We're going to build your website. We're going to make your marketing plan. We're going to do this. I need a firm grasp of where you're at right now because I don't know you like that. And I can't tell you guys, it makes that project way harder if they don't know themselves. And that's honestly why I've passed up on some clients. I'm like, you don't even know where you want to (laughs) go. So I can't really help you. And that's going to look bad for me because then you're going to blame me. So it's the same thing. If you are looking at getting help one day, if you're looking at trying to get an investor, a consultant, um, employees, People looking for changing jobs right now. I can't tell you right now, if you're an employee, the first thing you need to make sure and a lot of some of the best employees do this. And I've seen it in job interviews and I absolutely absolutely love it. Where's the company going? What's the goals of the company? What's the strategy right now? What can you share with me about? Because you're going to invest your time as well as an employee. So if you're a business owner or you're potentially an, an ambitious business owner. And hey, for my artists out there, for my entertainers out there, y'all ain't getting off the hook. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the same way. You want a business manager to invest time? You want a marketing manager to invest time? You want dancers? You want uh, producers? You want writers to invest time in you? It's the same thing. Where do you want this to go? Where do you want your music career? Where do you want your scene career? Where do you want your acting career? Where do you want this to go? Okay, what do you have right now? That you need to reach that goal. And then here comes Aaron am slipping inside, you know, hey, and why? <laughs> Cause I always gotta come in with the why. And I referenced this. I referenced the book, start with why. So just gonna bring up the book if you could if you couldn't connect, you know what was um which book I was speaking of because in Simon Sinek's book he brought up constantly constantly how each of the leaders or each of the individuals the influencers he was speaking of in the book they focus so much on where do i want to take this where do i want to go where do we try what is our ultimate goal but they had to they had to tr- they had to truly translate their vision articulate their vision. So say they had to articulate their vision for the people who were following them. And that's why people follow them because they could articulate their vision. This is where we're at right now, but that's not where we're going to end up. Why are we on this path, though? Why did we start? What do I desire? You know, so I'm getting farther and farther away from money. Now, money could be in here, but... If your ultimate goal is just to be rich, I'm gonna tell you right now, the saddest part is you could be rich and famous doing a bunch of stuff. In fact, you could pretty much be rich and famous doing anything. You can be rich and famous doing anything. I'm not talking about being rich. I'm talking about reaching your goal, your personal goal, because usually the money is, which is what it's for, it's usually just an instrument and a tool. I want to be debt free that's a goal that's a really good goal i want to be debt free debt free you didn't say you want to be rich you just want to be debt free you could be debt free and not be rich for those who didn't know you could be debt free and not be rich it's not it's not a, a not a crazy concept there's a lot of people who are debt free who are not rich and they're not broke they're not poor they're just not in debt they didn't live beyond their means they had, and, they, and the means that they did have, they used to pay off any debts that they did owe, and they were good. Or they are good, I'm sorry. If your goal is to make a business where you literally make a living off of your creativity, and your creativity is music, you just want to make music, you want to make a living for music, you don't want to have any other kind of job, you want to be able to provide for your family, you know, your wife, your kids, your husband, your wife, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a goal. I didn't bring up money. I just say a living. A living could be a lot of things. You don't have to be a billionaire to have a good living. If that was the case, everybody would be upset. So what do you desire? What is that goal? Where am I starting from? Okay. Now, the second piece, the second step, because one A and one B, you got to have both sides of that. Where am I starting from and where do I want to be? Take an inventory of where you are and list where do you want to be. Write this down for yourself. Write it down. Number two, second stage. And... What's so odd about this is when I was first looking at plans, when I was first, looking, first, you know, referencing steps that others had taken. The thing that kept getting missed that a lot of people, I should say, a lot of people get missed. Uh, a lot of people miss when they're thinking about a plan. They think about a plan as just me thinking or writing something down. They don't think of the action. And if you notice, every single individual that focus on a formula to success, they took an action and they consistently took action. And that's why step two is will. Will, the will to make something happen, the will to take advantage of an opportunity, the will to just try to test and willingness to fail. When you're willing to fail, when you're willing to try, when you're willing to just put yourself out there, you would be shocked at what you can achieve. Because thinking about being successful isn't gonna make you successful. Even out, oh, to just, hey, even planning on being successful will not make you successful. I've met people who literally, I have this plan here, okay, what's the next step? Oh no, I'm, I'm writing down the plan, oh, I'm, I have a plan. OK, but what's your next step? What's the next thing? You know, think of the concepts of steps. Steps means you go from one, two, three, four. It's it's movement. It's action. It's activity. It's energy. It's not stagnant. It's not staying in one spot, just sitting there waiting for the bus to come by. No. No. Richard Branson had a, if I'm not mistaken, had a really great quote. Where he talked about opportunities he said opportunities are like buses you know if you stay at the bus stop opportunities are going to constantly come by you true you got to get on the bus you have to get to the bus stop like th- hey i told you guys i love a good quote especially when we can utilize it and we can we can really make something out of it And it's a good quote opportunities are like buses they come by every 20 minutes every 30 minutes every hour But think what I'm saying. I say every 20 minutes, every 30 minutes, every hour, that's time going by. We don't know how much time we have because time isn't guaranteed. And then when that bus comes by, you got to get on that bus. You have to take that bus to a destination, which is the next opportunity. But you have to be willing to walk to that bus stop. You have to be willing to get on that bus. You have to be willing to get off the bus. You have to be willing to take the opportunity. It's will. The first stage is you, yes, taking some time, sit down, write what you need. The next step is, okay, I know where I'm at. I don't have this certification. I need this certification because without the certification, I can't get this position. I can't start this job Or, or my credibility is shot. Willing to do what? I'm willing to maybe take a second job to pay for schooling. Maybe I'm willing to take an internship, right, where I can obtain the certification that way. Maybe. An opportunity just simply is, I am willing to sign up for the courses for the certification. could be that simple. But are you willing to investigate? I'll give you a great example. And I'll never forget this. And I absolutely love and hate this story at the same time. Not trying to lecture you guys. I'm just telling you a story. Had a really good friend. Really, really talented graphic designer. Really talented graphic designer. Did not go to school for graphic design at all. He went to school, if I'm not mistaken, it was engineering. And he went to school for engineering because his parents, you know, everybody was like, hey, this is, it's a solid field. It's, you know, it was doing very well. He could have a future, you know, and that's what they were looking for. And I cannot blame, I mean, their parents, you know, this is what they they want, security for their children. There's nothing wrong with that. But he loved to draw. And then he got into graphic design specifically. He was really good because he like hey you know as long as i do well in school my parents will buy me anything so they bought them a little you know they bought them the the nice software uh best setup this is at the time when adobe creative suite was only you know in the local was only on your desktop desktop so you know yeah i'm showing my age as usual anywho dude this guy absolutely amazing gets his first job in the field that he went to school for quits like whoa okay okay and i'm thinking to myself i find out he quit and everything i'm like whoa okay he's going far he's like no 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 i just don't like the industry Like, oh, oh okay He didn't like the industry so he wants to try something different i say okay what about graphic design <laughs> the thing that you've been you know talking about things you've been interested in i've seen what you've done you posted on you know on facebook all that stuff like that you goes, saying well Nah, you know, there's really, and, and this is his own words. There's no future in it. like, okay, okay, I guess, but this is what you love to do, right? Nonetheless, nonetheless, he gets into the financial world. Well, not so much finance, he gets into banking, okay? Let me be very specific, he gets into banking. My man gets into banking. And I cannot tell you how many times I've heard him complain about his job. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you had the opportunity. You just didn't take the opportunity to do what you want to do. And when we finally start talking he's like, yeah, I'm doing these little, I'm thinking he's talking about gig work. He's like, no, I'm just making stuff for myself. I'm like, okay. So maybe you don't want to do it professionally. And here's his exact quote. Once again, crazy blowing me just completely out of my seat. I would love to do this professionally. So I'm being me. I just give him the, the spiel. I'm like, Hey, okay, well I can help you learn how to use Fiverr. I can help you learn how to use Upwork, you know, because this is, a, this is some years ago, but they were just now really getting blown up. You know, I was just starting getting on those platforms. I'm like, I'm trying out those platforms. And he's like, Nah, nah, not really, not really interested. I was like, OK, well, I have a logo that I need to I need help on and I'm getting more orders now than I can support. He's like, hell yeah, I would love to do it. He literally says, that, yes, I would love to do it. And I say, yeah, and I'll pay you, of course. I said but i'm taking on more orders and i really can't support these orders i said and my, my other team member you know she's overloaded so can we can i get that to you and you know you just do it under my banner but i'll take care of you, you know i make sure you get the payment we, we you know we chop it up no worries the guy does an absolutely phenomenal job and i said to him have you ever thought about even if you can't find jobs in the city well what if you found something out of state oh i don't want to move out of state okay now mind you he has no kids no wife me and him in a very similar position that way so like okay but you but hey he has his other responsibilities and i can't you know i can't judge that but you're not willing to move out of town you're not willing to go on to freelance sites you're not willing to to even do subcontract work on a regular basis you see what i mean opportunity 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 from the person who just who said to me some months prior to this that I would love to do this full time. This is what I would really love to do. Opportunity. Don't want to be on a freelance sites. Opportunity doesn't want to do a, a consistent subcontract work or contract work. Right? Because that's what the freelance sites is. It's, it's just contract work. Opportunity number three. You don't want to move. Which is the Probably the number one, even with all of this stuff going on now in the world, working remotely and whatnot, the number one reason you probably can't find what you're looking for is because you're looking only in one market. Now, mind you, if you have kids, if you have a spouse, if you have, you know, a family member that you take care of, that's I completely understand. That's a lot different, although I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I will not let you use that as an excuse. You have to you have to say, is that a valid reason? Where am I at? That may be preventing me from where I want to be because I can tell you a lot of times it comes down to, I just don't want to move because people are afraid. Are you willing to take the opportunity? Or are you willing to make an opportunity? It's the second step, but it's probably the most important step because in the words I like to use. To a, few of my, you know, to a few of my team members, we're never leaving money on the table. If it's an opportunity for us to build our brand, to help another business, to provide value, we're not gonna leave that money on the table. I consider that, I consider that the money on the table because all those things are gonna come back to us. It's a project, we getting paid. It's building up our brand. It's providing value. It's showcasing our value to others. That's all money. Money, 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 cha-ching. So, are you leaving money on the table simply because you just don't want to leave town? Real talk, y'all. Real talk. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with the next steps to the formula of success. All right, now, welcome back, y'all. So, step one, which is 1A and 1B, it's two sided take an inventory and list where am I at right now and be very clear, very honest with yourself and write down where do you want to be? All the elements and all the aspects to it. Map that out. We're not even map it out. Just list it. Just, just a list. Just a list. I want to live here. I want to have this type of house. Be specific with yourself. Be very specific. There's nothing wrong with that. There is be- there is more power in being specific than anything else because when we generalize things who knows what you're going to get I want a house you can have a house doesn't mean it's going to have a roof doesn't mean it's going to have a working door doesn't mean the plumbing is going to be good now I know that's an assumption but we all know what happens to people who assume giddy up number two number two and in my opinion, my personal opinion, number two is the most important step, simply because it all goes to your willingness to succeed. Because you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm willing to do all of this except for that. I'm willing to do all of this except for this. And and, I, and although I'm not talking about doing something necessarily you know, illicit, illegal, anything like that, I'm not talking about stuff like that. What I am saying is if your ultimate goal, right, Is to go to medical school, become a doctor, have your own private practice. See, step, step, step. And then maybe to go through medical school, you have to take two jobs. Oh, well, you know what? I want to be able to focus on my studies and I don't want to work while I'm in school. Well, then that shows right off the bat what you are willing and what you're not willing to do. I didn't say good or bad. I'm saying it just showcases what you are and what you are not willing to do. There are people who want to go to school, even, even not in even medical school. There are people who don't want to work in school. They don't want to work and go to school. I have met those people. I went to school with people like that. And I was absolutely shocked because I'm like, I'm about to go to work. <laughs> and I just left my class. <laughs> okay. At one point, I remember in college, I had a weekend job where I worked with a florist. My one day off from anything. I'm, nope, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning going downtown to, um, to, to the, the warehouse that they had all the, all the uh, flowers and everything working on the arrangements. And then we're going to whatever wedding or wherever we had to go that weekend. This is not boasting. This is not me, you know, puffing out my chest, nothing like that. This is just being real. You do what you have to do. Are you willing to do what you have to do? Sorry if I bust somebody's eardrum. So the next step though, this is why it is a step-by-step process. This could be done literally in one day take your time. You're worth the time. Your goal is worth the time. Step three is build a plan to get from A to B. Sounds simple enough. And it actually is simple enough because what you did in the very beginning was you said, this is where I'm at. This is my inventory. This is what, this is everything. Like I'm just going to be hundred percent honest with myself. This is where I'm at right now. And this is where I want to be. Now, in order to get to where I want to be, Once again, do I need the certification? Do I need employees? Do I need um, a base of operations? In other words, do I need an actual storefront? What do I need to get there? And am I going to consistently work to get there? And I'll give you a great example over the past um, three years with everything's going on in the world, right? With the pandemic and quarantine and everything. Everybody needs a plan. Every business needs a plan. Care what anyone tells you. And I would love for I love when people say, oh, you know what, my uncle, my cousin or I know the guy down the street or this or that has a business. and They never made a business plan. They have a very successful business. What they may be talking about is they didn't have a formal business plan. Because a lot of people don't. And I will admit that Like there was a time I was like, well, yeah, the formalities of a business plan, I can understand. But this is why I'm talking about putting yourself in a position to win, as a position to succeed. Because number one, what about the day you need that formal business plan? Oh, I'll wait for that to to happen. I'll wait for that day to come. You're not in a position of readiness then. Because the worst scenario is gonna happen to you, and I brought this story up before, when you meet somebody and all they wanna know is do you have a business plan? Because the worst thing you could do To a person of means, a person who is in a position to really help you say, I don't have what you need to showcase to you that I'm ready. Because especially the higher a person gets in success, and I mean success when it comes to, especially in a a professional level, the less time they have to devote to things that aren't on that same path. This is why it's so important to have referrals and, and, and be part of networks and references, because Oh, you know him or you know her. Now I'm willing to talk to you. So if you get to a point, you say, well, you know what? I know I have I know where I'm at right now. I know where I want to be, but I don't want to write all this down formally. This is good enough. No, it's not. Not for yourself. Because when you get to a position where, hey, OK, what was what, what, what did I need to do next? You never map that out for yourself. Here's a really good example. Corporation wise, here's a really good example. When I, when I talk about being in a position to win. When this whole quarantine, when the pandemic and all this started and immediately people were scrambling and having to say, OK, if we're going to work from home. We need tools. We need technology to help us where we can still operate a lot of businesses, as many businesses as possible. Right. Video conferencing had already been around video conferencing is nothing new. Video conference has been around for decades. Okay, but reliable, capable, in you know, other words, capable of, of capabilities where it could work with so many different you know, platforms and, and it was stable and it was secure. There was a concern over a lot of the platforms that are out there. There was a concern about a ton of the platforms out there. And I know a lot of us who've been in business for years, we may have business uh, Skype for business, You know, um, one of the biggest was, of course, WebEx. But the company had already been around. They've gone through some ups and downs, but they were really focused on being the number one video conferencing communication channel and device or not device tool was Zoom. Because keep in mind, Skype was later on bought by Microsoft, right? Skype wasn't originally Microsoft. It was bought by Microsoft. Webex was developed by Cisco, but once again, not a not a video conference, video communication focused corporation. Right. Cisco that works in so many different other capacities. Same thing like Microsoft. But Zoom. Zoom's ultimate focus has always been video communication, better collaboration online through all of its ups and downs that's what the focus and that's what the focal point was and that showed through more than ever during the pandemic during quarantine when everybody had to start working remote and two to three four years prior to the pandemic companies were scrambling because they were noticing zoom was obtaining a lot of market share but if you listen to the founder of Zoom, or sorry, the co-founder of Zoom. His dedication was to make sure Zoom was the go-to platform for video conferencing. This is before pandemic. This is before people working remotely, you know, on such a large scale. And was that because of a portion being his forward thinking? Yes, because he saw that corporations were, more people were working from home, more people, you know, working with, um, With contractors, with, you know, freelancers and remote workers, remote teams. So it it was needed no matter what. But in this time, at this case, the need just went through the roof. And unless corporations, which a lot of them did, who already had contracts with other corporate with other big uh, other service providers. If they already had those contracts, they probably were, you know, sticking with a Microsoft or Cisco or, you know, um, BlueJeans or something like that. But if they didn't or if they could go outside that contract, they're working with Zoom. And Zoom was so confident in its tool, they actually had a free version of it and they still have a free version. of it. People still use a free version of it. And they convert a lot of people over from the free version to the premium versions. Every uh, free, uh, premium models and, and packages every freaking day because it's a dedication to what they do how does that align to you how does that align to what you want right because you're like well i'm not Zoom. i'm not trying to be zoomed this doesn't matter doesn't matter dedication to what you to what your ultimate goal is is what matters consistent work towards that is what matters Knowing where you are in the beginning, we don't have skin in the game. We are not at the level of a Microsoft. We're not at the level of a of a Cisco. I mean, you are talking about two of the the titans of tech of technology right there. Literally like that. If you just look on your own laptop and desktop, you will see at the very least one one tool (laughs) from these from these corporations, most likely. Right. Or you or you get an offer for one or you have enough colleagues that use at least one tool or one resource, one anything honestly from either one of these companies, because they're just everywhere. They've been in the game that long. So for a company like zoom to kind of penetrate that market and build that relationship that takes a certain level of passion that you have to have for what you do and for what you love. And it's not easy. It's not about being easy. It's about having a plan of execution. We are going to work on not only the best tool, but when things go awry, which things have about, you know, and in, in zooms, zooms pass. We're going to take care of it because our goal is more important. We want to be the platform for video conferencing, the platform for video conferencing. For video um communication look how many streamers all the people that have started youtube channels all the people who have started being video uh video consult- or consultants and they're doing video consultations right a lot of them are using zoom now there's streaming platforms but a lot of them are using zoom to record and to share their content to conduct business Look how many websites and web platforms have integrated Zoom. This doesn't come from one person saying, "You know what? I'm going to hope this works out." This comes from one person saying, "This is my pla- my path and my plan, and I know what I need to execute and to get to reach that goal of that plan." That's what that's com- that's what this comes from. So, step three in building a plan. To get from to get from step A or I'm sorry from A to B in step one right and the willingness to devote time and effort and energy to that plan and research and most importantly being honest with yourself. Because as you go through your research and you put into plans, what do I need to do? How much do I need to invest? How much do I need in capital? Be real with yourself. Where's my credit score? Be real with yourself. Do I have the right network? Take an honest assessment of where you are and where you want to be. Step four. Take. Massive action based on the plan Goes right back to your will Take massive action Based on your plan Don't hold back You made the plan You see the opportunities You want to make the opportunities And hey Can't can't say it better Go hard every single day it has to be consistent action that's massive action and that was the purpose of the plan the plan isn't to sit on a piece of paper go in a drawer or you know save it to your uh, save it to your dropbox or your onedrive and never look at it again take your plan print it out put it on the wall and remember, you did this in step one, um, uh, yeah, you did this with step one in in one A and one B. What do I need to do? So the plan has that inventory. This is where I'm at. This is what I need. This is where I'm at. This is what I need. This is where I'm at. This is what I need. That's what the plan is calling out to you. So what do I need to do to get to B? Am I taking action every day to get to be? Even if it's a few steps every day, even if it's one step one day, 10 steps the next day, because consistency is what matters. I always reference exercise and fitness, not just because of something I'm interested in, because it's amazing how the parallels of. We we know we care about what we look like, right? We're very when we were humans, we're visual creatures, right? So when we see improvements, literally when we see an improvement, we get pumped, we get happy. That's why, we, have you ever heard this? Or maybe you, this is gonna be fair. Maybe you're this person, where you've been working out, you say, I don't see any results. I don't see any improvements. I don't see any changes. So you actually do what? You get a little discouraged. You're like, I don't wanna work out then. I don't wanna exercise. I don't wanna diet. I don't wanna do, th- it's not working i don't see it working right it's the same thing here the steps aren't necessarily for you just to say okay i'm doing something it's to see improvement it's to see that you're getting closer oh i need to save this amount whoa i'm looking at my account Whoa, i saved that amount I need to improve my credit. Oh shoot! I did improve my credit over these past two months. Look at this. But I'm consistently going back and checking because I've given myself a roadmap to check. It's not like I'm taking that trip and I don't know how I got there. Oh, I don't know what turn I took. I don't know what you know. I don't, I don't know what pathway I went down. So I'm just now lost because in the example I gave earlier about going north. And saying, well, I want to go to Canada. I'm just going to go north. Well, what if you start in Atlanta? There's a lot of stuff north. What if if you start in Texas? That's the whole point. It's about where you're starting from, right? Where do I want to be? Now I need to make a plan to get there. But I have to take consistent action because it's not just it's not going to happen by me sitting down. And consistency, it doesn't necessarily mean okay i'm doing the same exact thing no i'm consistently working in the plan i'm consistently making the plan happen so if i work out every day i'm going to have results especially if i'm challenging myself and throwing myself in a new workout every day i'm really gonna have some results so if one day you did just cardio and the next day it's nothing but resistance training you're challenging yourself your body has to conform your body has to adapt and the cool thing about the body the body will the body's gonna do what it's gotta do. Human body is an amazing, amazing machine. And the brain is the, the muscle of all muscles. The tool of all tools, honestly. Take massive action. Why would you hold back? Why would you hold back to achieve your goal? Doesn't make any sense, right? Number five, or step five. This is why it's important to take massive action from the very beginning. As Soon as you're done with that plan, start taking massive action. Heck, maybe even while you're doing that plan, take, take action. Test. Step five calls out why it very important to take action because then you're going to observe and you should be measuring, am I closer to where I want to be? Am I closer? Am I getting closer? What new challenges have come up? And then this is probably the most difficult area. Like I said, number two is step two is the most important. Number five is probably the most difficult though, because then at this point, this is where you get into that. I got to see it to believe it. And if you're not seeing it, You're like, you know what? I've taken all these actions and I'm not that closer to where I want it to be. Does that mean it's even working? And this is why you have to be very objective. It may be working, but you're looking at it. Well, I did all this stuff and I'm not even closer to where I wanted to, to, you know, the goal I want to achieve. Yeah, but maybe you have an extensive list of things you have to do. Because if you want to build the next Amazon, Right. And you're starting off with nothing and i mean nothing you don't have an e-commerce store you you know hey let's be real let's just keep that i always want to keep it real with y'all maybe you were laid off you have other bills you have to take up you have to take care of you don't have an e-commerce store even built yet you don't even know about e-commerce but you want to build the next amazon i know somebody might out there be like why would you even have that because some people have that goal and there's nothing wrong with having a goal if your goal is to have the next Amazon, I'm not going to be the guy to tell you you can't do it. If you, if your goal is to build a, a space shuttle and fly on the space, even though I don't see the purpose of it, but hey, that's a whole other thing. I'm definitely not going to be the person to tell you not to do it. And I'm not going to be the person to tell you it's, it's not a good, it's not a dream that you should have or, or a goal that you should have. My point is, is that if that's your goal. That's why you're very honest with yourself from the very beginning. Where am I at? Because when you get to step five, you're looking at it. Whoa, I'm not even close. But that doesn't mean that your plan isn't working. That just means you probably, you have maybe had a lot of hurdles. You have a lot of obstacles to overcome. But be honest with yourself from the very beginning. That way, when you get to step five, you're like, well, yeah, I knew I had to get out of debt. I knew I had to pay off all these other bills. And maybe the goal is an Amazon. Maybe the goal is just I just want to open my own barber shop But I don't have even $500 in a bank account, let alone 10, 15, 30, 40, 50,000. So let me be honest with myself. If I want to own this barbershop, hmm, maybe if I work for the right barber and the right barber being the right area where they can help me and understand this is the kind of storefront you need i can get some mentorship while i'm actually working in the field and i can build up my own clientele the right barber will my hey, i'm gonna make my own book of clients i want you and i can tell you right now especially in a world like uh, hair and beauty you know personal care it's all about your clientele it's all about your book as they call it it's all about your book of business If you don't have a book of business, you don't have a business. Just like we saw with the pandemic, right? We saw barbers, we saw beauticians, we uh, we saw cosmetologists, we saw everybody who were in the personal care field suffering. And it was because they either had a book of business or they were willing to move around that they were able to survive or even thrive in in, in, not in most cases, from unfortunately what I've seen In a lot of cases, but not in most cases. It was that book of business that saved them. So if you want to open your own barbershop, that's your ultimate goal. You're starting off with no money in the bank. You're starting off with debt. You're starting off with a, a couple other, you know, maybe setbacks or obstacles at least. And you're not even in the barber field yet. Okay. And yeah, I'm gonna say it just that simply. Okay. Where can I go? Is there a barber school? Is there a barber who's willing to teach me on the job? Help me get my license, help me get my certification. Maybe even take me to a course and pay for the course for me. I know you're thinking that's a lot of questions. You know what that is? That's will, that's will to achieve. That's will to make a goal happen. That's willingness not to sit on my butt and to get out there and make something happen. And when you get to step five, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, you know what? I'm not that much closer, I don't have I don't even know what location i want to rent yet or what location i want to buy yet so i'm not that much closer to to step b or i'm sorry i'm not that much closer to um part b of step one i'm not that close but i do have a savings i'm out of debt i'm working in the field be honest with yourself and be objective get out your feelings because we can get in our feelings i know get out your feelings and be honest with yourself. Step six. If the plan is working, you double down. So it aligns right with step five. As soon as you transition, if the plan is working, if you're getting closer to it, closer to it in that you're actually knocking down obstacles, closer to it in that you're actually achieving. See, if I'm looking at the plan and I'm noticing I'm not moving at all. There's a difference between I'm not moving at all and I'm not even that much closer, but I'm not moving at all. That should be concerning. But if you are moving, you just have a lot of obstacles to achieve or I'm sorry, a lot of obstacles to overcome to get to your goal. Then what does that tell you? I just have a lot of obstacles i have a lot of things i have to get taken care of before i get to this point before i get to this goal that's reality that's the reality of it right but if you're saying i have a lot of obstacles you're not knocking down any of those obstacles did you make the right plan or is this the is the plan put you on the right path Cause see, the reason why you took massive action is so you wouldn't have those questions. When you get to point, I'm sorry, when you get to step five, you can be objective and say, hey, I did everything I could. I put all the time in and I can be fully objective at this. I'm not gonna get in my feelings. I'm gonna be real honest with myself. And then you look at step, you go to step six and seven, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, okay. I took all this action, took all these steps, and I'm not even that much closer. But I'm not that much closer because I had a lot of obstacles. Or I took a lot of action. I invested a lot of time. I invested a lot of energy. And I didn't even overcome the obstacles. That's a big difference. That's a huge difference. And we take massive action early on because we don't want the plan just sitting there, like I said, on a wall even. We don't want to sit in there in OneDrive. We don't want to sit in Dropbox. We don't want to sit in, we don't just want to sit in somewhere. We want the plan to be a course of action for us. So we took massive action to know if the plan is working or not. And by this point, we know it's working. By this point, we know it's not working. Here's the scary part about it. And I, when I went over this, Because I've brought up this plan in a few meetings with clients who wanted to change their uh, their company's branding online. And I'll never forget one conversation I had. And this was absolutely the best, the best, one of the best conversations. Guy asked me, he says, well, when I get to step seven. How will I know? that the plan helped me reach my goal. And I said, you'll know because you're at the goal and you've clearly listed the goal. You've clearly written it down. You've clearly given yourself a visual of that goal. So when you look at the bank account, when you look at the the financial statements of your business, when you look at your analytics, Whatever the goal, you know, wherever the measurement was, that's why we have to be very specific of what we're looking for. You'll You'll see it right then and there. And the funniest thing about this conversation, he turns around to me and says, I never thought about that. Like, how could you not think about that? That's the purpose of the goal. (laughs) That's the purpose why we do it in the first place. He was looking for some grand climax, you know, conclusion to the plan. I'm like, no, that's the whole point of a plan. You already told yourself in that executive summary from the very beginning, what do I want out of all of this? When you get to step seven, you know, if you work, if it's working or not, I'm going to look back at that whole plan and I'm going to see, whoa, I have one more obstacle to overcome. I have one more milestone to hit or no, you know what I've taking this time and I don't see anything. I don't see any improvements. I don't see any improvement at all. So the seven steps again, number one, you take a clear cut listed inventory of where you are at right now. The second half of step one, or the other half of step one, is to know where you want to be and know what you want to achieve. Be specific. Don't leave any room for abstract thought, none of that crap, none of that. Get real with yourself. I want to be the backup dancer for some major entertainer. If that's the goal, that's the goal. There's nothing wrong with it. That is the goal because you're talking to yourself. You're making this list for yourself. If you start lying to yourself, you will to put yourself in a whole world of hurt. Step two, be very clear, be very honest with yourself. Am I willing to make opportunities, take opportunities? Am I willing to try? Am I willing to fail? The moment you're willing to fail is the moment you're willing to succeed. If you're not willing to fail, you're, you're not willing to succeed. You don't have the will in you. It's not in you. Or, or maybe this just isn't the right goal. Because you'd be shocked. There are people, there are things you're willing to fail for. You're willing to work your tail off for and potentially come up short. Because that's just how bad you want it. And there's other things you're like, hey, I want this, but I don't want it that much. How many times have we said that about something? I want it. I don't want that much. I don't, it ain't that important. Ain't, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I've done it myself. I don't want it that much. I'm not willing to wait up. I'm not even willing to stay up late at night for that. I'm not willing to work that hard for that. No, no, no. And that's what I say. You know what? That's not for me. I'm going to walk away from that. Because that's not what I want. And you write this down. You map this out for yourself. Because next up, you got to make a plan between A and B. Between one and two. And you take massive action on that plan. You give it your all in that plan. You work consistently on that plan. And not when I say consistently on the plan, not consistently you working and writing the plan. You're consistently taking that plan and putting it into action. Putting into action, putting into into action. Savings. Meetings, networking, presentations, sales calls, traveling, meeting new people, making connections with people who are not in the same industry, but have influence in others that can help you out potentially as investors, potentially as business partners, mentors. You're taking massive action. You're not holding anything back. Fourth area. I'm sorry, fifth area. So sorry. You observe if you're closer to B. Objectively, you measure how much closer to step B you are, or part B. Six and seven. Six. If you are making strides. Overcoming obstacles, achieving goals, right? And and actually reaching milestones on the course to your ultimate goal. Then you double down on the massive action that you're taking. You find ways to go even harder. And step seven, if the plan's not working, you're not overcoming obstacles, even though you took massive action. Hey, Hey, it's the reality of things. You objectively say, "I'm not making headway. I'm not actually getting farther in this. I'm not making progress." Then you go back to step three and observe the plan. Where in the plan? Maybe the plan didn't call out all of the obstacles I had. Here is the biggest portion, and this is this is why I wanted to go back over it. Here is the biggest miss. Sometimes people think, "Oh, my plan didn't work." My plan wasn't the right plan. And then when they go back, just as I'm guiding you, they go back to step three and they look at the plan. They're like, oh my God, wait a minute. I didn't add this, I didn't add that, I didn't add this. They didn't add a bunch of sequences. They didn't add a bunch of scenario situations that they would have gone through. Or here's the worst part. They actually did do everything in the plan. They just slightly went off the plan too. Oh, you know what? I wasn't supposed to take another vacation. Oh you know what I didn't put in the plan that I was going to Stop working for three months On my business I didn't put in the plan I was going to take a second job Therefore I didn't have as much time To make the content I wanted to make I did put in the plan That I was going to start dating this person (laughs) And that took out more That took more money from me Which means I had less money to invest Boom that's why and that's step seven if if you're not making headway, you're not overcoming obstacles you're not making progress you gotta go back you gotta go back to step three and see wait a minute I diverted from my own plan it sounds simple enough and the time that you've taken to listen to me here and the time that we have this this you know this interaction here right? You should have already been mapping out one and two. 1A and 1B should have been written down for you. That's the start. 1A and 1B. Take this time and write down 1A and 1B. Get that out the way. That's, the, that's actually the easiest. If that is the hardest for you to do, you're probably not being honest with yourself. 1A and 1B should be the easiest portion. The hardest portion, truly the hardest portion of all this should be number four. Taking massive action. Because that's that you gotta actively do it. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I know that can be rough. Okay, so when we come back. I owe you a few things, right? Book of the episode, and your takeaways when we come right back. Alrighty. So We went over the seven step formula to success based on observation. And I and in the description of this episode, I will list out um, some of the references, of course, as always, with every episode, I list out the references of the episode. So that way you can see how these these steps have been applied, not only for, you know, I mentioned Zoom as the corporation, but um, the, the numerous entrepreneurs, the numerous world leaders, professionals that have used very similar. But this is a summary like i said like an executive summary it's like a summary of what those steps that they took and it's very simple because usually reaching our goals actually is very simple we're the ones who add a lot of complications um once again i have brought this up numerous times and i always bring it up living beyond your means when you live beyond your means you make things a lot harder for yourself and i understand we all want to be comfortable we want to be happy but a lot of times we live beyond our means be it has nothing to do with being comfortable it has to do with keeping up appearances so If you, you know, if you really pay attention that a lot of the things that make you happiest are actually some of the most simplistic things in the world, you know? Um, And once again, this is your goal. This has nothing to do with money. This is your goal, right? Money is just a tool and an instrument to get certain things done, make certain things happen, prevent certain things, if you will. Um, But your goal, what makes you happy, what you desire? your why if you will um you don't want that tied to money or you i should say you want that tied to money as least as possible because money comes and money goes so that means either you you, when you have money you're going to be happy when you don't have money you're not going to be happy and if you don't have enough money you'll never be happy you know that's just it's just life so yeah i got deep there for a second sorry about that well no i I always do that that's my that's how i roll y'all anywho the book of the day the book of the episode now i brought this book up before and i'm you know just being real i'm gonna have to bring it up again it's start with why by simon sinek i'm not gonna give some great grand introduction the book doesn't need the great grand introduction simon sinek um this book summarizes so so much so much of what most of whether you're an entrepreneur, you you know, you're, you you want to get into politics, doesn't matter of what a lot of us need to focus on, which is our why. That's why I talk about it. That's why I just said the whole thing about money. It can't be money. If the why of what you do in life is money, you will miss out on a lot. And I don't mean you'll miss out on a lot by, you know, just the pursuit of money. You'll miss out on even trying things, right? Because you will say, oh, I don't have enough money for that. I don't have enough. I know so many people who have done that. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. Am I saying be frivolous? Am I saying be uh, run out there and and spend whatever you have and live for the day? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you don't focus on money being the principle of that's how I'm going to be happy. And I'll give you a good example, right? So, let's say you take a job because you earn good money because you want good because you want to make more money you know what a lot of people outside of some corporate positions especially don't understand about that is do you know that typically those higher paying positions that for um corporate positions you don't have time <laughs> you talk about people working 60 70 hours they don't have time to even enjoy it so now they're earning money but they don't enjoy it and you know what they wind up doing a lot of times they turn to alternative ways to find enjoyment now that's not necessarily something negative but here's the crazy part it becomes like a supplement it it becomes a stimulant It, it helps them get through and they spend more money so now they can't leave that job and do something else because they're accustomed to oh this is what makes me happy not the work the stuff outside the work that you can spend the money on to bring you some type of happiness instead of just enjoying what they do because they don't enjoy what they do but because they, they took the job for the money The reason why you want to understand your why and why you do things is because it's going to help you in various areas. From one, explaining it to the people you want to be, you know, whether they're going to be a support of you, investors, co-founders, customers on the flip side. If you are trying to really be a part of a movement if you don't know why you're a part of the movement we all we've all seen people like that oh they say they're down for this cause or they say they're down for this so they when they're not really they're not in it it's not in their heart it's not in their heart at all and they get called out for being posers and they get called out for being what they truly are well, i won't be called out for being a fake i don't want to be called out for this because we know that's not what you're about we know that has nothing to do with what you what you what you're about so In Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, it takes a deep dive into some of the most controversial, famous, and influential leaders from all over the world and how they were able to translate their why to establish, start, and truly be, have successful movements. Even in eras where they didn't have hardly, I mean, the technology at their time period was nowhere near Nowhere near what we have nowadays. And that goes to exactly from a digital marketing perspective and from a business owner perspective, from an entrepreneurial perspective. This is what has always and always has honestly angered me when I'm talking to some business owners who bring up, I don't have enough money. It's not about the money. And like I said, it does actually anger me because I'm thinking like, if you're letting that hold you back, you'll never achieve your goal. You'll never achieve your goal. You don't have the money, the time, the effort to, to, to translate your why online. If you can't do that, why do I even want to be your customer? Because the best part about being an entrepreneur and a small business owner is that you have the best opportunity to make a connection with an audience. You don't need money. That's the f- crazy part about it. How many, inf- there's a reason why social media influencers, hey, Every major corporation listening out there, billion dollar corporation, I should say they, they know this already. But for you guys who are not a part of, you know, the major corporations of the world that are going to hire influencers. Let me tell you something. If you want to be an influencer, let me tell you exactly from a, from a meeting I had years ago. Let me tell you exactly the biggest problem for these biggest corporations. The brand is the corporation, not the individual. Right? That's clear, right? We all know the golden golden arches, Microsoft logo, whatever it may be. The brand is the corporation, not the individual. Why does that matter to an influencer? And when I say that, why does that matter to an influencer where the money isn't the where the money has nothing to do with it? Because an influencer's why is connected to that audience. The corporation that wants to pay that influencer they rather pay that influencer as opposed to try to develop that why themselves. That's honestly what it comes down to. It does. It really does. Not to say the corporations don't care about the audience, to say that is a whole nother mindset that they have to get into and develop from scratch. But instead of doing that, why don't I tap into an influencer who already is connected to that audience? because their why, the reason why they're doing it, their passion, their commitment to that audience, and the reason why they care about that audience, the reason why they care about what happens to that audience, they've already established that and it had nothing to do with money. It had to do with genuine, authentic, honest communication. Start with your why. When I'm in front of an investor, when I'm in front of a bank, My why needs to be translated into whatever else documentation they need. But it still has to have that why in there. And I can tell you, it's a lot easier to get to that if you know where you started from. If you have in 1A, where am I starting from? And in 1B, where do I want to go? And right in the middle, why do we want to get there? It's a lot easier to do that. When you go through those three, uh, I'm sorry, when you go through those first four steps, it's a lot easier to communicate that in any documentation a bank needs. And now you have all the technology in the world. You have all the skills in the world to tap into to get that done. So Simon Sinek, start with why? There's a link to the book in the description of this episode, but there's also a link to Simon Sinek's TEDx. I've linked this before. If you didn't catch in the last episode, it's here. It is not to be missed. If, if you don't, if you don't watch any other TED Talks, any TEDx, if you don't watch any of those, at least watch this one, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a small business owner and you are having the trouble, if you're having the toughest time, if you you know, what, take that back, if you're just a person with a goal and you're having a tough time trying to articulate it. for yourself and in the world. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Leave a comment. Leave a comment in the episode. Leave a comment about, and you know what? Make it a little, make it a little fun for us all. For those of you who leave a comment, leave a comment, but also in that comment, tell me what your favorite part of the TED Talk was. If you can timestamp it. If you can timestamp it. Because there's a link to the TED Talk on YouTube. If you can timestamp it. And let me know what your favorite part of the TED Talk was. Want to get a conversation started about that one. Okay. So. Link to the book. Link to the TED Talk in the the description Simon Sinek start with why can't rave enough about this book now your takeaways knowledge means nothing if you're not gonna apply it so I brought up business plan a couple times like I said business plans can be very lengthy very in-depth and yeah there's different types of business plans in the link this episode for you guys who who are watching And listening to it, first off, thank you so much for joining the podcast, the Ambition Show podcast. I have a link to various templates. Now, this is the cool part about it. There's different types of business plans, right? There's different types and different ways you can make your business plan. I've grown accustomed to using different types over the years, and I'm sharing that with you. Not only do we have a template for a different type of business plan based on the audience in other words a business plan for a crowdfunding campaign campaign sorry <laughs> I it campaign why is that important I can't tell you I've worked on a couple uh, crowdfunding campaigns for businesses and the businesses that have succeeded traditionally are the ones with plans in my own experience out of um, let's see what 15 businesses, and I mean, plans like in-depth plans, like they actually had a written formal plan, not just like, oh, here's my plan. And they just start telling me everything and they never sent me anything on paper um, or we or we built it together because I've, I've done that a couple times. The plans that have succeeded, like I said, out of 15, um, only one did not have a written plan that succeeded. Only one. All the others that succeeded had written plans. I'll okay, just keep it that simple. <laughs> very simple okay um so a crowdfunding camp- uh, campaign a business plan template specifically for that then also a business plan template for investors this template has been used um by a couple of other business partners well, well I should say business partners they were you know clients who um I helped them just with their business plans when they were trying to pursue investors so they started their business and they wanted to get investors and they wanted to get a little bit bigger. Um, Which makes perfect sense because they're starting from scratch startups and they, you know, they wanted to seek private investment. They didn't give it for venture capital, venture capitalists. They went to private investors. But this is a business plan template that's worked for them. Um, And then very easy enough, a startup plan. okay, for the for the founding team members, but specifically that focuses on sales and growth. I can't tell you enough. (laughs) Can't tell you enough how much I hear and I see, you know, startups talk about, oh, we're looking for venture capital, we're looking for venture capital. And I always go back to the line, don't you, wouldn't you rather be profitable? See, a lot of us have gotten that concept of the whole Amazon thing. Amazon, you know, for so many years wasn't profitable. And then you hear the whole thing about unicorns and everything, everyone gets obsessed about those. And you know, I will share this in, 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 a, in a post on, uh, I'm gonna share this in a post. How many businesses fail like regulars, small businesses in comparison to startups, because the cool part about a, a small business is you ain't got that time to be worrying about, oh, <laughs> trying to take over the world. I need a profitable business so I can take care of my family. If more startups focused on being profitable sales and growth in a sales pipeline, like a small business focused on that, more startups would be successful. I I want to, I'm going to look over the numbers and I'm going to share this with you guys, but yeah. So business plans, this way you guys don't have to wreck and break your brains. And let me tell you guys, these are actual plans. And I mean, this is not theory. Like I told you, the stuff I go over here is not theory. I bring I I don't say a lot of names. I don't say a lot of names of companies and things like that, simply because some things are proprietary. Some things are private, um, and they're protected. And I don't want to just start dropping names and you go Google the person and you're like, Hey, you." you know? Something and, and if I do get uh, permission to do so, I do ask these people. If I do get permission to do so, I will, I will you know, I'll gladly shout their names out. Especially if it's something that you guys can learn from, it's, it's very positive. But I stay away from theory. I stay away a lot with because there's so much theory. And I remember this in business school. um I remember there was a couple of professors that's focused on. We're not going to talk about theory. We're going to talk about what really works and what doesn't work. And my very first business teacher, my very first professor, he was very adamant about that. He's like, I'm not even worried about, which is makes you hate going to school. And sometimes when they say, I don't even want to worry about the book after you bought the damn old book, but nonetheless, he made it very clear. Hey, we're not going to focus on just the book. I'm a business owner. I've been a business owner. And I believe he, at that point, he'd been a business owner for over 30 years. He's like, I'm going to, we're going to focus on, Hey, this is actually what you're going to experience. And more importantly what from this book can you take to help you with that now that makes sense because that's put, applying it to experience and applying it to reality and then also what's currently out there and what you guys could experience and you know what i'm i i did not think about this until you know i was going over the episodes for the pod and specifically this episode i'll never forget the very first class in that in the my business course That professor asked us, why do we want to own our own business? And I was like, wow, it's amazing how. And this was before Simon Sinek's book, way before his book. Yes, I'm showing my age. He asked us, why do we want to own our own business? Why do we want to go to business school? Start with why is the best thing I could say right now. And it's the best way to finish that. Always start. Utilize those business plan templates that come in handy. Don't forget to watch Simon Sinek's TED Talk. Got that link for you in the description. Check it out. Click on there. And when you do, leave a comment, if you can't timestamp it or just mention, you know, your favorite spot or your favorite part of the TED Talk. And then we can get a nice little discussion going on about that one. All right. So, and on the next episode of the Ambition Show podcast. Yes, I did make this sound like a late night crime drama. <laughs> I can't give you my talents and I can't give you my natural abilities. They're not transferable, right? But what you can do is use your skills to get paid and create other avenues to make money, to make other streams of revenue. revenue. And that's what we're gonna talk about in the next episode. That's what we're gonna map out the most profitable skills, the skills that will help you generate more streams of revenue. Whether you are a business owner or you're, you know, entrepreneur or you're trying to fund an entrepreneurial venture, your skills. Invest in your skills because your skills are what's going to give you the most revenue for your time and your efforts. Stop trading your time for dollars because you will always come up short. Whenever you trade your time for dollars, because time is priceless. So invest in your skills so you can get the most back for the time that you are investing. That's what we're going to go over in the next episode of the Ambition Show. Peace in a bottle of hair grease. I've always wanted to say that at the end of anything. <laughs> but I'm your host, Aaron Muhammad. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of the Ambition Show. I will see you around. Check out those templates. Check out the TED Talk. See you in the next episode. Peace.